Hi guys, this is your host, Michaela Philo, and welcome to McKay's Mindspace. Well, good morning, guys, or good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. I hope you're having a good moment in your life. It's actually the 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. I've had a crazy past few days. I just went on a 10-day trip to Destin with my boyfriend's family, and it was so much fun. Literally just soaked up the sun, vibed, had a great time. And I didn't record any podcasts while I was there because I really just wanted to like take a break and just, you know, enjoy spending time with people. But once I came home from my 10-day trip, I feel like I was just in go mode, (laughs) like cleaning up the house, doing laundry, getting groceries, getting organized, finishing up schoolwork, getting back on track with like bills and stuff, like just, you know, getting organized in life. And just yesterday, I feel like I finally could just like relax and get my mind right and chill. I am going to New York now this weekend. I just planned this trip literally like two days ago. I really, really, really had this like urge to go to New York City for some reason. I don't know why. But I've been really wanting to go. So I asked a few of my friends, like, what are the chances you can get off work this upcoming weekend and go to New York? And luckily enough, my friends were feeling just as spontaneous as I was. And they got their shifts covered. And now we're going to New York and we're having a girls weekend. And I'm literally so excited. So I have that coming up to look forward to. Uh, me and my boyfriend also just planned a trip to go to Cancun for a late birthday gift, which is just so amazing. I'm literally so grateful for my boyfriend. He is literally so amazing. I love him. Um, so we are going to Cancun in two weeks. I'm looking forward to that. And then we go back to Cleveland for good for the rest of the year. And my boyfriend starts his season up and we're back in go mode with that. And I'm really looking forward to getting back to Cleveland and being around my family and my friends and just getting back into that lifestyle. So a lot of really good things to look forward to. You know, I just journaled this morning and I was just thinking like, you know, like my school is going really good right now. I feel very consistent with my podcast right now. I feel like I've been talking to my family and friends a lot. I've been going on really amazing trips. I've just been experiencing a lot of good things, and I'm just feeling really grateful right now. So you didn't really ask for a life update, but I like to give you one at the beginning of these episodes. So I'm pretty happy. I'm feeling good right now. And I've been working a lot on my mental health and my physical health and eating habits a lot lately, and I just feel really good. I talk a lot about my routines and the things I do, but something I haven't really dug into is my eating habits and why I'm so specific about them. So I think I've briefly mentioned before that I have been working on eating for my menstrual cycle, 
And that is the biggest eating habit lifestyle change I've made since January I started this, like really consistently. And I've seen the biggest results. And I've been talking about it with my friends lately. And, you know, one of my other friends reached out to me and she was like, you've got to talk about this on a podcast episode. Like no one knows how important it is for women to eat for their menstrual cycles. And I was like, that you're right. Like no one really knows about this. So I'm going to talk about the different phases of menstrual cycles that women have, the type of foods we should be eating, the type of workouts we should really be doing for each phase, the way our mentality works for each phase, what's worked for me, what I've learned, and I'm hoping that this just helps any woman out there struggling with really bad PMS symptoms or really bad periods or, you know, weight maintenance issues, physical activity issues, all of that. I really just am hoping that some of this information that I've learned helps someone out there. So I do want to just make a disclaimer that I'm not a doctor and all of this information I'm about to share is things I've learned in my undergrad, things I've read in books, what I'm learning in my current nutrition program right now. So as a student, I'm just sharing all of the knowledge I have right now. And it is all backed up, you know, by real textbooks that I've read out of and real college courses that I've taken. So I'm just sharing what I know, guys, and what's in my brain, what's in my mind, and I'm trying to help you girls out. Okay? Okay. So women have four different phases. We have the menstrual phase, we have the follicular phase, we have the ovulatory phase, and we have the luteal phase. So first, you know, our menstrual phase, that's typically between day one to day seven. And then we've got the follicular phase, which is the day six seven to about day 12. And then we've got the ovulatory phase, which is about days 16 to day 20. And then the luteal phase, which is days about 21 to 28. So women have a 28 day menstrual cycle. And by tracking and knowing which phase you're in is the first step to all of this. So you can do this by downloading really like any menstrual app, I've suggested the 28-day app in one of my previous episodes. I like this app a lot because you can kind of manually put in when your period starts and then it tells you which phase you're in. It tells you, you know, what kind of food you should be eating, what your mood is like, what you should expect to feel like, what kind of workouts you should be doing. And that's kind of what I'm going to get into. I'm going to get into why you should be doing all of those things. And the app doesn't really explain why you should be doing those things. It just says what you should be doing, but I still really like it a lot. So this book that I read explained this in a really easy way. There's four different menstrual cycles, okay? So I want you to think about it like this. Our follicular phase is like spring, okay? In spring, we sh- we're eating like 
lighter foods, salads, lighter foods, fermented foods, veggies, chicken, you know, that's what the follicular phase is like. We also, in springtime, have pretty good energy. You know, we're all pretty happy and positive, feeling pretty good. And then you have the ovulatory phase. The ovulatory phase is like summertime. In ovulatory phase, we should be eating raw foods, smoothies, salads, all of that summer food, all those foods that remind you of summer. In our ovulatory phase, we're feeling good. We are feeling confident. We're positive. We're feeling sexy. Like We're feeling divine. We're feeling great. That's how we feel in summertime. Then we have the luteal phase. The luteal phase is like fall. We should be eating more hearty foods, more warmer foods like sweet potatoes, pastas. And luteal phase, we're feeling like we kind of want to just like snuggle up, stay inside. We're still in a good creative mood, but we're, we're feeling a little more to ourselves. And then we have the menstrual phase. The menstrual phase is like winter time. We're eating soups, warm foods, dark chocolate. We want sweets. And in our menstrual phase, we just are like, we want to stay in. We want to be by ourselves. And I love that example of comparing the phases to seasons because that just, it makes so much sense, right? Like when I read that, I was like, that's exactly how I feel during those phases. So I'm going to go through each phase and I'm going to explain to you, you know, what kind of food you should be eating for each phase and why. So the foods I'm about to recommend are strictly recommendations. These are things that I read from books and this is what's worked for me the best. You don't feel like you have to get a pen and paper and write this down. Um, I want you to really just kind of listen to this first and hear me out, okay? So I'm going to go through each food group too to make it easier. But remember, okay, follicular foods is those spring foods. So when we're looking at our grains, we're looking at things like oat, barley, rye, wheat. So this is when I make things like oatmeal for breakfast or I have avocado toast or I have like sandwiches or wraps. Your vegetables are going to be things like artichoke, broccoli, carrots, lettuce, parsley, green peas, zucchini. So I try to like put all of those veggies into my salad. I try to sneak them into pasta. I try to sneak them into wraps. I make pasta salad a lot. Your fruits are going to be avocado, grapefruit, lemon, lime, orange, plum, pomegranate, sour cherry, so I sneak these in. I put lemon lime on all my food. Like I said, avocado toast, you're getting in that oats, rye wheat. Sometimes I'll sprinkle pomegranates on top of my avocado toast and I get three things. You're going to want legumes like black peas, green lentils, split pea. 
I kind of lack in this area. I don't eat beans a lot, but I try to put green lentils into my pasta or into my soups. Nuts and seeds, like pumpkin seeds, flax seeds, cashew, Brazil nuts. If I make a smoothie, I toss in flax seeds. I put pumpkin seeds on you know everything that I make. I just try to eat two Brazil nuts a day. Your meat should be chicken and eggs. Super easy. I feel like super easy. I eat chicken all the time. Eggs for breakfast. Seafood like clam, crab, trout. I mean, if you like fish, super easy to toss that in. Crab, sushi, easy. And then you want to focus on other things like nut butter, olives, pickles, sauerkraut, vinegar. So a lot of that fermented foods is going to be really good in your follicular phase. I toss this in a lot with like my salads for sure, vinaigrette, dressings. This is also a really good time to be steaming and sauteing your foods. As our estrogen levels begin to rise during our follicular phase, we want to have lighter cooking options. So that's why steaming or sauteing is really good. This is also a really good time in our follicular phase to be calorie restricting or intermediate fasting because during this time, our appetite, we aren't as hungry as we normally are in our luteal and menstrual phase. We just got out of our menstrual phase when we go into our follicular. So we're really, it's a great time to kind of take advantage of not being so hungry all the time and eating lighter foods. And this could help with weight management. And I really try to focus on this a lot in the first half of my cycle. And I've noticed a big difference, especially in my follicular phase, since it's a little bit longer. I'm just like really focusing on eating lighter, more fermented, veggie-filled meals. All right, so we're feeling good in our follicular phase. We have a little bit more energy, like I said, and that's why we kind of want to calorie restrict. When we get to our ovulatory phase, it's really important that we're watching what we eat and how we exercise in this phase too because our estrogen levels have a chance to rise here. And that's when PMS symptoms can sneak in. And it's really important what we do in our follicular and ovulatory phase to manage how we feel in our luteal and menstrual phase. If that didn't make sense to you, pretty much if we eat a really good way specific to our follicular and ovulatory phase, we can reduce the PMS symptoms in our luteal and menstrual phase. So I'm talking like the breast tenderness, the acne, the bloating, the fatigue, the feeling like poop. We can get rid of all that if we just watch what we eat in our follicular and ovulatory. Okay, let me get into ovulatory now. I love ovulatory phase. I mean, this is when we're feeling great. Like I, I love being in my ovulatory phase because I feel great. I just feel amazing. So this is the phase where we really want to just be eating as many fresh, raw veggies as possible. I'm going to go through again all the food groups for ovulatory phase. So the grains you want to focus on in your ovulatory phase are going to be corn and quinoa. We don't need as many heavy carbohydrates. In this phase, we want to kind of focus on more lighter carbohydrates, which is why corn and quinoa are really good. Corn, you know, you could toss in anything. Quinoa is a great base for a lot of dishes. I love quinoa. If you've never tried out quinoa, um, it's really good for you. It's really high in fiber too, which is also really good for this phase as well too. Next, we're going to jump into 
veggies, which is very important here. So things like asparagus, red bell pepper, Brussels sprouts, chard, eggplant, scallions, spinach, tomato, any of those veggies are good. You can use those veggies for literally any meal, however you want. Fruit, like strawberries, raspberries, permission, guava, fig, coconut, cantaloupe, apricot. So again, those more lighter fruits. Uh, legumes like red lentil is really good for this phase as well too. Super high in fiber. Fiber is really important in this phase as well too for managing our metabolism. Nuts and seeds like almond, flax seeds, pecan, pistachio, pumpkin seeds. And real quick, pumpkin seeds and almond and avocado, things that are really high in vitamin E are really good in our beginning phases as well too because vitamin E really helps out a lot with managing our estrogen levels as well too and really helps out a lot with those PMS symptoms, which I'm definitely going to get into more later on in the episode, but just a little side note there. For your meat, lamb is actually really good for this phase. Now, I personally don't eat lamb myself, but I'm still sharing it because a lot of other people out there might like lamb, and this is really good for that phase. But I'm just being honest about what I eat and what I don't. For no reason, I don't not eat lamb. I just I just never have. I guess I've just never came across a good piece of lamb. <laughs> Um, salmon, shrimp, and tuna are really good for this phase. I eat all three of those a lot, and that's normally what I focus on in this phase. Some of the other things in this phase that are actually okay in moderation is alcohol, um, chocolate, coffee, ketchup, and turmeric. I put turmeric in on my ginger shots. You know, ketchup is a great condiment. I love coffee. Chocolate in moderation as well, too, is also really good in this phase. And that's, that's all for ovulatory. And before I jump into luteal, because I think luteal is one of the most important ones, I'm just going to say again, really the way I think about it, like follicular and ovulatory, it's spring, summer, you're focusing on light veggies, really using, you know, that time to calorie restrict and going from sauteing your food into more raw veggie foods and it's just really important to manage that because it really, even though you're not feeling any of those symptoms at this time, you're not feeling any of those, the breast tenderness or bloating, what you do in that phase is so crucial for your luteal and menstrual. That's the biggest key point right there is focusing on managing that can really set your period up for success and not let it bother you and affect your life if you just manage what you're eating during the time of feeling good. Okay. Luteal phase. So this is that phase right before your period starts. A lot of people say that their luteal phase is the worst part. For me, the luteal phase is the worst part. This is the phase that made me even want to start educating myself on what to do to fix this because, oh my gosh, I just would feel, I used to feel miserable during this phase, like lay on the couch every single day, not move, bloated, feeling like crap, just the worst. Okay. Not wanting to do anything, feeling crazy. Like, so we feel like this because our pro progesterone and our estrogen levels are very high here. It increases our hunger. 
And we actually need more calories here because we're burning up to 300 calories more a day. When we have increased estrogen, this is when we get the migraines, irritability, bloating, and tenderness. And those were the four things that I would get the most. Like when I say irritability, I'm meaning like I didn't even have control over what I was saying or doing or thinking. I felt like I was losing my mind all the time. I didn't feel like myself and I hated it. If it means I just need to eat a certain way, I'm going to do it. Okay, to fix that. All right, let's get into the kind of food we should be eating for our luteal phase. So we really want to be focusing on more roasting and baking our food here, a little bit heavier. Um, we want to have more complex carbs here. And these foods are going to help us decrease our estrogen levels. Okay, so we're going to be focusing on grains like brown rice. Brown rice is really good here. Millet is really good here as well, too. We want to have vegetables like cabbage, cauliflower, celery, cucumbers, garlic, ginger, mustard greens, onion, parsnip, pumpkin, radish, squash, sweet potato, watercress. Those are the ones that are the most recommended. And those kind of remind you of fall, right? So... For me, since it's, you know, it's summertime right now, so I don't want to have super heavy meals. You know, I do sweet potatoes a lot, cucumbers a lot, cabbage, cauliflower a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things that you could do with all of those vegetables. Ginger shots. Um, I do spaghetti squash a lot. When it comes to fruit, we're going to be focusing on apples, dates, peach, pears, raisins, banana, pineapple, mangoes. So actually, I actually like love when it's this phase when it comes to smoothies because I love making a pineapple, mango, banana smoothie and adding it a date and adding some spinach and it's literally perfect for my luteal phase. The legumes, chickpeas, great northern beans, navy beans, soybeans, Personally, those are my favorite beans as well, too. So easy for me to incorporate that into my diet when it comes to nuts and seeds, pine nuts, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, walnuts. So I normally will focus on like pine nuts, sesame seeds, and sunflower seeds here. I put that on top of all my salads. The meat we want to focus here is beef, preferably a grass-fed beef is going to be better. Turkey, um, seafood like cod, halibut, flounder, and some other things you want to focus on are like uh, spur, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, spurluna, spurluna, spurluni, or spurluna, that blue powder that you can like put in smoothies. You probably have seen it on TikTok. That's really good for this phase. And peppermint and mint. So peppermint tea right before bed after a big meal is really good for your, your digestive system in general and really good for your luteal phase, which is when we feel bloated too. So personally, I like really love the food that comes with luteal phase. It's a little more filling. I think it's tasty. I think there's lots of options here. And yeah, I think it's, I think it's a really easy phase. So again, I think we're a little bit hungrier here, so it's easier to make these meals. And I've noticed when I really focus on my follicular and ovulatory phase that my luteal phase 
has been so much better. And when it comes to my luteal phase, I don't feel like crap after eating these meals with these kind of foods. All right. Menstrual phase right after our luteal. So I actually have noticed since I've started doing this eating for my cycle that my menstrual phase actually isn't the worst part. This this actually is kind of like the part of me getting out of the worst phase. And my menstrual phase is kind of more me like winding down, if that makes sense. This is where our hormone levels are the lowest, though. So we're definitely increasing our protein here and our healthy fats. We want proteins that are really rich in amino acids because this really helps out with managing our hormones as well, too. So let's just go ahead and just jump into the foods. We're definitely looking at more warm foods here. This is, remember, our quote-unquote wintertime. So grains we're going to be eating here are going to be buckwheat and wild rice. Vegetables are going to be beets, kale, kelp, mushrooms, water chestnuts. So mainly here, I definitely eat beets, mushrooms, and kale the most. I try to add that into soups or pastas or salads. Fruits are blackberries, blueberries, grapes, and watermelon. Super easy. Those are like, you know, those antioxidant-rich fruits right there. Legumes like black soybean, black turtle bean, kidney beans. Your nuts and seeds are going to be chestnut, flax seeds, and pumpkin seeds. Again, really high in that vitamin E. Your meat is going to be duck and pork. I do not personally eat duck or pork. Um, I have a hard time eating beef and pork. I just started eating chicken, so that's the only reason why. There's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. If you are already good eating those things, continue eating it during your menstrual phase. I focus more on the seafood here. So catfish, clam, crab, lobster, mussel, octopus, oysters, sardine, scallops, squid. Those are all really good for our menstrual cycle here. Um, definitely because of the vitamins and minerals that are associated with all of that seafood. Great time to be getting a little bit of sushi in or go to a seafood restaurant. Or if you're on vacation during your menstrual cycle, you're actually in luck. So when I was just on my 10-day trip, I was finishing up my menstrual cycle. I got oysters and crab and lobster, and it definitely helped a lot. Other foods that are really good are teas, decaf coffee, miso, salt, and tamari. Overall, for all four menstrual cycles, some foods you want to focus on for all four are some really good superfoods like um, chia seeds, hemp seeds, flax seeds, protein powders, and you know vegan protein alternatives. Those are all really good for managing our hormones every, every single day of our cycles, whatever phase you're in. So before I jump into exercises and the way our mind works mentally during our phases, I just want to say, I know that was a lot and I know that might seem a little overwhelming to hear me say all of those different foods and you're like, how am I supposed to remember any of that? What I did to make it easier for me and to stay consistent was I made a list of the foods that I actually like out of each phase and I wrote it down and I took a picture of it and I favored it in my iPhone 
And then I went and referred to that photo every time I was out to eat or anytime I was cooking at home. And I looked in my fridge and I was like, what do I have off this list based off whatever phase I'm in right now that I could cook with? Or if I'm out to eat, what's on this menu right now that has the most amount of ingredients of things that are for my phase? And it made it actually really easy for me by doing this. Even if it was only one or two things, you know, that's helping my my cycle. And I have tried this out, like I said, since about January, February, really like these past three months, though, I've noticed the biggest difference. And I waited to make an episode until I was doing it consistently and I actually saw results. And like I said, I just went on a 10-day trip and I was in my luteal slash menstrual and I mean, that motivated me to really be serious about this because I was like, I do not want to feel like shit on this trip. I don't want to feel bloated on this trip. We're going to be at the beach every day. Like I want to feel good and I don't want to feel like I can only go to the beach if I'm in my follicular ovulatory phase. I want to feel good all the time and I felt great. I didn't feel bloated. I didn't feel like shit. I really, really watched what I ate and what I was doing And I mean, this shit works, guys. And whatever doctor out there figured this out or dietitian figured this out, I mean, they crushed it. So before I jump into everything else, I did take a few notes on some things that specifically helped my my PMS symptoms that I just want to share with you guys as well, too. So like I said, the biggest things for me were bloating, my mood and like cravings and cramps and breast tenderness. Those were the biggest issues I had. So a few things that I learned that definitely helped a lot was limiting my salt and my sodium intake. When we limit our salt and our sodium intake, this helps balance the electrolytes and salt in our body. When we don't balance those things, our body retains more water. When we retain more water, we're bloated. So by just watching salt in my meals and how much salt I use and sodium and foods I was using, this really helped with my bloating a lot. Focusing on more complex carbs rather than processed carbs, this really helps with controlling your mood and your energy and your cravings. So processed carbs are going to be things like those prepackaged donuts and cakes and white bread and white pasta. When we focus on more complex carbs, we're going to feel a lot better mentally. One of the biggest things that I think helped with helping out my bloating and my fluid retention was taking a magnesium supplement and a vitamin B6 supplement. So specifically, I would take a magnesium citrate supplement because this is actually like a natural laxative and it really helps with bloating a lot. I really only take this more during my menstrual phase. You could really take it throughout any phase. Um, If I'm not feeling really bloated, I take a magnesium glycate because magnesium glycate is specifically good for calming our body down, helping with sleeping. But if, you know, I'm going to bed and I'm not feeling my best, I'll take the magnesium citrate. And lastly, I already kind of briefly said this, but vitamin E foods. This is really good for reducing your period pain and the cramps. And for me, breast tenderness was like a huge thing. So foods like salmon, flax seeds, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, sesame seeds, that is going to help out with 
the pain, cramps, and breast tenderness a lot. Okay, enough of food. Let's go ahead and jump into exercising and our brain. All right, so let's talk about exercising. First off, we need to be moving our body every day. It's good for us just mentally and physically outside of our menstrual cycles. But there are specific exercises that are better for you throughout each phase. So let's start off with our follicular phase. You are just getting out of your menstrual cycle. You're starting to get that energy back again. This is when we need to be waking our body back up again. So this is the best time to be getting in like some good cardio. And this is the best time for doing things like running, biking, hiking. You know, for me, I really am into running and cycling. But, you know, we're not giving giving our like hardest workout, but like we're gradually building up there again. By doing this, this helps our body just simply wake up again and helps kind of boost our metabolism. Next, we have our ovulatory phase. Like I said, this is the best phase. I love this phase. This is when I'm feeling the best. Our estrogen and testosterone are at their peak levels here, giving you lots of energy to burn. So this is the time to be doing those intense workouts, interval sprints, HIIT workouts, cycling, long runs, kickboxing, whatever you like. This is the time to be doing it. This is when we burn some calories. Also really good, you know, right before our luteal phase. All right. After our ovulatory phase, we get into that luteal phase. At the beginning of our luteal phase, we still have some energy. Our, our estrogen and our testosterone levels are still pretty high. We have other hormones that enter the picture that start to bring our energy down a little bit. But we still want to be making our body move. It's very important. Our body is still moving here. So this is a really good time actually to be doing strength training. I would say in the first half of your luteal phase, really focus on maximizing that energy and getting some muscle movement in there. And that's why strength training is really good for that. Um, if you like yoga, this is actually a really good time to be doing those like intense yoga classes. I know in yoga, they have like kind of like a cardio hit yoga class versus like a slow flow. This is the time to be doing those more intense yoga classes. Whereas in our second half of our luteal phase, we're definitely going to be getting a little bit more weaker, you know, I guess. So this is a good time to be doing Pilates because Pilates is still strength training, but it's a little bit less intense on the body. Bar classes, yoga, walks. I would say in my luteal phases, I, I do Pilates, walking, and weightlifting the most. And that's personally my favorite too. After luteal phase, we get into our menstrual phase. This is when, you know, we're not feeling the best. Our levels are definitely at our lowest. Our energy levels are low, but we definitely still want to be moving. And it's okay here to take a lot more rest days, but we still want to move as much as we can. So for here, really just Pilates, yoga, and walking. That's the best for your menstrual phase. Um, when I was on my vacation, like I said, the first half I was kind of my luteal, and then I 
switched into more of my menstrual. The beginning of my trip, I was going to the gym. I was walking on the treadmill, doing some weights. And by the second half of the trip, I really just would go on a walk every morning. And I still felt really good. And I still felt as good as I did when I went to the gym. We don't want to overdo our bodies. You don't want to do a hit class in your menstrual phase because you're going to spike up your cortisol levels and other hormones. And that's what actually increases your PMS symptoms and makes you not feel good. You're overdoing your body when your body really just needs rest right now. You're really going to do yourself a favor by letting your body rest. And you're really just moving to, you know, get your blood flowing. And with all this being said, you know, I'm suggesting a lot of workouts, even that I don't do, because I want you to do what feels best for you and what you really like. When I was learning about all this, I was like, well, you know, I don't, some of the things they were suggesting to do, I don't do. I don't go kickboxing. I don't do boot workouts. I, I like to run and cycle and do weights and I love Pilates. And when you find a good routine that works for you, stick with it. All right, let's go ahead and jump and switch gears here into the way our mind works between each phase. Now, this might be new to you. You might not have even known that your mind works in a different way for each phase, but it does. Let's start off with follicular. Again, this is when your estrogen is on its rise. This is the best phase to be preparing for things in your life. This is when we are our most creative. This is when we should be brainstorming things, planning things, researching things, being curious about things, making lists about things. This is when we are our most, you know, open-minded about things. In your follicular phase, you know, think about it. You're getting out of your menstrual, out of that low point, and you're getting some energy back again. So you're getting back on track and you're preparing. That is the best skill we have during our follicular phase. After our follicular phase, into our ovulatory phase, the best phase, estrogen is at its highest point. We're feeling very confident. This is when we should be opening up about things. We've got that energy back. This is the best time to be communicating and collaborating with people, socializing with people, pitching ideas. This is when we want to be seen, okay? This is when we're talking about our plans that we just prepared in our follicular phase. We're collaborating with people. This is when we should be hanging out with our friends the most and like going to get lunch with our friends. Ovulatory is a good time to be having important conversations and feeling really good about ourselves. And guess who's on their ovulatory phase for their New York girls trip this weekend? Me. <laughs> And I'm just really happy about it, okay? But yeah, ovulatory phase is when we should be being our social butterfly, okay? You're feeling confident. You're feeling good. You're feeling sexy. Embrace it. Go pitch that idea. Go ask for your raise. Go on a million dates. This is the time, girl. Okay. Then we're going into our luteal phase right after that. This is when we're really good at getting it done phase. So we've prepared it. We've talked about it. Now we're actually like doing it here in our luteal phase. I notice for me, I'm like really into my schoolwork. I'm really obsessed with like editing all my podcasts and videos during my luteal phase. My boyfriend has even told me, he's like, when you're in your luteal phase, 
you go in your little, you go to your desk and you just work for hours and you're so focused. Like this is the time to really like accomplish and work at those goals that you were planning. And you feel good about wrapping up in these things. You feel like it's like you drank a coffee all day long and you're just like so focused on what you're working on. That's when we are in our working mode, in our luteal phase. This is when we're doing our deep work, our tasks, and we're feeling good about it, okay? After our luteal phase, we go into our menstrual phase. So this is when all of our hormones, again, are at our lowest point. So this is the time to kind of rest and evaluate everything that we've done. This is the time to relax and reflect on what we prepared, what we talked about, and then what we worked on. Now we're, we're analyzing it. This is when we're reviewing everything that we just did. This is also one of the best times to trust our instinct here because we're being the most rational actually in this phase when we're reviewing and journaling and looking at everything we just did. So after you listen to this episode, I want you to think about these things while you're in your phase. Think about what phase you're in right now. Are you in your ovulatory phase and you have felt like you've been wanting to go do a bunch of things? Are you in your luteal phase right now and you're like, wow, that makes sense of why I've been so focused on my work lately or whatever task it is you're focused on. You know, for me, it's like after learning all this, I was like, that makes sense why I was like so motivated last week to get my podcast done. And then a week later I was like, well, I don't, I'm not as motivated, you know? I loved discovering all this because it made me not be so hard on myself and it made me just understand why I'm acting the way I am or feeling the way I am and thinking the way I am because it's really just my hormones and being a woman. Like it's just the way my brain is made. And instead of being hard on myself about it, I focus on what phase I'm in and I literally utilize that phase and that skill and use it to its max potential the best way I can. Now I've shared a lot of information with you guys. This might be the longest podcast I have (laughs) ever recorded before, but I feel very passionate about all of this and it has changed me mentally and physically these past few months and I've felt very good and I'm just blessed that I had came across this knowledge because my hormones are really taking a toll on me and stopping me from living my life. And I know this is a lot of information. It's a lot to soak in. And maybe you have to listen to this episode a few times to really grasp it. And for me, I had to take notes, take a picture of it, save it on my phone so I could just reread it over and over again to really memorize it and make it my lifestyle. Because It's not easy, but it also isn't normal to feel shitty as a woman. We can fix it. And when we care about ourselves and want ourselves to feel better, and we know that we have the option to do this, you know, for me, it was like a no-brainer. I was like, why wouldn't I make this lifestyle change to feel better? It's not normal to have these crazy cramps and mood swings and hormonal imbalances that stop us from going on vacations, going and hanging out with our friends and family and overeating and 
throwing away all the hard work we just put on ourselves eating good and going to the gym because of our menstrual phase. As a woman, we can feel better. So again, it's not easy necessarily to do this, but if you put in the work and you just focus on doing this, the benefits of all this are insane. We can have control over our life and our weight management and feel good again. You know, there's there's so much more I feel like I could have said. And I know in my after I'm done recording this, I'm going to be like, oh, I forgot to tell them about this. But this is a good start. Just focusing on the foods we eat, what you do physically, and what you do mentally is where it all starts anyways. Focus on these things. DM me if you have any questions at all. I'm so happy to help. If you are interested in reading the books that I did about all of this, I am so happy to share those book recommendations with you. Just shoot me a DM and I'm so happy to share that with you. I kind of gave a summary of everything, but there's definitely more information in there. And I hope that I can be an inspiration to you to just put in the work and do it because the results for me have been so great. I feel like I have control over myself again. I feel physically better and mentally better. Okay, guys, I'm very glad I finally shared all this with you. This is the longest episode ever. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening to this episode, to any of my other episodes. If there's anything else you'd like me to talk about on this topic, please let me know. If you're enjoying McKay's Mindspace, please give it a rating and follow. And go have a beautiful, 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 beautiful day. Bye, guys.